0: Hey there, I'm Christine Pittman from cookthestory.com and Easter is coming up really soon. And so I thought it'd be a good time to talk about how to bake a ham. So there's a lot of things that I want to get into, what ham to buy, how to know if you have the right one, glazes, cooking times, all of that. But first I'm going to let you know where to find this information in case you want to follow along or find the link later to make the recipe. So head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and you will see all the links that I talk about there. They're arranged by date, so it's really easy to find. You can see what date this podcast episode came out on, and then you can go and find it on that page. cookthestory.com slash ROTD. Okay, let's dive into making ham. So the first thing you need to know is that most hams in the United States, 99% of them, come already fully cooked. So you don't really have to worry about getting the right one. I do advise that you check. The label will say that it's fully cooked on it. If it doesn't say that, then you might not want to get that one. The other clue, if it doesn't say that or you're not finding it, is often the ham comes with instructions on it already. You can see what those instructions are. If they read like you're just kind of heating it through to 130 degrees Fahrenheit, then you are not the one who is cooking this fully. It has already been done. If instead the recipe seems to be telling you to cook it up to like 145 or higher and it's stressing that, then maybe yours is not fully cooked. We do really want a fully cooked ham for this though, so that is what you're looking for. Okay, the next thing is there are two kinds of these fully cooked hams in the United States. They're either wet cured or dry cured. Wet cured has that texture of like ham we know from ham sandwiches. That is what we're probably thinking about when we're doing a ham for something like Easter. The other kind is dry cured. That might be labeled as old fashioned, country style, or southern style. It's very, very salty, and it tends to be shaved very thick in and served as a small portion. So that's not exactly what I think of when I think about ham for a meal. It's a different kind of thing. So you are looking for the wet cured kind. I don't think it says wet cured on the label, but you know what I mean, right? You don't want that country style, southern style, the kind of thing that you're going to shave thinly. You want something that you're going to bake. So the next thing to know about is whether you want a bone in or boneless ham. Now the boneless ham tends to be that kind of football shaped ham Really easy. You're just heating it through, maybe adding a glaze, and then it's going to be super easy to slice. Very convenient. I like that one especially. If we're doing something else, like we're having a turkey and the ham is just this extra thing on the side, it's not the main beautiful dish, then it's fine if it's that one. If I'm trying to make something that I'm going to pull out of the oven and take the table and it is glorious, then I like the bone in ham. And then I especially like it to be the spiral cut. Why is that? A bone in not spiral cut ham can be very, very hard to carve if you're not used to it. If you get the spiral cut, then it's way easier. The other nice thing about the spiral cut is you can get any kind of glaze or anything that you're adding right down into those slices as it's heating, and that is wonderful. The only thing you have to watch with that is that the slices, because they're already sliced, can dry out a little bit more. So as you're cooking, you're paying attention to make sure that none of those slices are getting too dry. You want nice juicy ham ham with those beautiful slices that are kind of crispy on the top and the glaze all down in there. Wonderful. Now, it may not surprise you to find out that I cook my ham the same way I do almost all roasts, and that is using the reverse sear method. What I mean by that is we're going to cook the ham at a lower temperature until it's up to the 130 degrees Fahrenheit, which just tells us that it's nice and warm all the way through. Then we're going to let it rest a little bit, and then we're going to blast it under some really high heat. We're putting Some glaze on it before we do that, and that high heat is gonna caramelize that glaze on there and make it kind of sticky and a little crisp at the edges. Any bits of fat are gonna get a little bit crunchy. It is wonderful. So that is the technique that we are using. Okay, so those are the different options and things you need to know about how to choose the right ham and the way that we're gonna be cooking it. Now I'm going to explain how to actually cook it. So you're gonna preheat your oven to 325 degrees Fahrenheit, you're gonna put a rack in the bottom third of the oven, then you line a shallow roasting pan with foil and you're going to put the ham flat side down in the pan. So if it's one of those football shaped ones, usually one side is flatter than the other. That's what goes down. You really just want it stable, right? And if it's a spiral cut, you want those pretty slices on the top and the sort of flatter part on the bottom. Now, if there's a lot of fat on your ham, you want to trim it off to just a thin layer, then loosely cover the whole thing with foil and bake it for about an hour. Now, while that's cooking, you can get your other dishes ready. I love scallops potatoes or mashed potatoes with ham, so I'd be doing that. You can also get your glaze ready. So this one is made with marmalade, four tablespoons of butter, sorry, three quarters cup of marmalade, four tablespoons butter, and then some chopped fresh thyme, ground coriander, and ground cinnamon all mixed together and you melt that in a saucepan. Now if you don't want to use orange marmalade, you can use any other kind of preserves. Apricot is lovely in there. Fig would be really good. I would stay away from anything with a red color just because it might look a little unappealing and like the hams not. Fully cooked, you know what I mean? So nothing red, but other than that, any preserve you want is fine. You're just melting it on the stove or in the microwave until it's smooth and combined. Then take half a cup of it and set that aside. That's going to be for later. The rest, after the ham's been in the oven for that hour, you're going to baste the rest of that glaze all over it, getting it down into the slices and everywhere. And then you're going to put it back into the oven, covered with foil still. And then every sort of 10 minutes, take it out and test the temperature you want it at 130 degrees Fahrenheit and while it's out if it's not at 130 degrees Fahrenheit you might as well scoop some juices from the bottom and baste over the top. So once it gets to 130 degrees Fahrenheit as read right on an instant read thermometer take it out cover it tightly with foil and set it aside for 20 to 30 minutes. I love this time where you're setting it aside because you know once it goes back into the hot oven soon, it's only going in there for a few minutes and then you're serving immediately. So this resting time now is when you can get the rest of all your dinner ready. Table's set. All the other side dishes are finished off. Everybody's got their drink and is ready to head to the table. And then you increase the heat in your oven to 475 degrees Fahrenheit. Pour off any liquid from the baking pan. We're not going to be using that anymore. And this is where you get that half cup of glaze that you had left. Put that all over the top, down in those slices again. Put it in that really hot oven, 475 degree Fahrenheit oven, just until that glaze is really brown and caramelized. Five to seven minutes. And then you take it to the table. You can carve it at the table because the spiral is so easy to cut and serve. I will put the link to this recipe in the show notes, or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get it there. Alrighty, let's get cooking.